a deeper understanding of how you can exercise concepts to free yourself from emotional insomnia. This is why I created the Art of Falling Asleep podcast. My name is Derek Lacey. I am an insomnia coach, and I want to invite you to step outside the box and think about your sleep differently. I want to empower you to begin cultivating your unique window into sleep, not just by how you approach sleep, but how you approach life. Hi, welcome back to another series of podcast episodes. I'd like to begin by saying thank you for being here after me taking an extended podcast break. I've heard from several of you that have really enjoyed listening, and I really appreciate that. I really, really do. And it's because of you that I've been so excited to come back and create some more episodes for you because I I really just love being able to connect with you and help you sleep in this way. For the last several months, my life has just not been podcast conducive. And that's because of a really exciting development for me, which has been going through the process of building a home on raw land. And because I've needed to be on site, I've been living in a tent and then living in the house with no electricity as it was being built all the way from the time the frame was up until now, where things are a little bit closer to finished. But all in all, it was just a kind of radical experience. And uh, something I, I don't suggest you ever do if you find yourself in a similar situation, especially if you're somebody like myself who can be pretty OCD and likes to have things in certain places. So don't get me wrong. It's been a beautiful and exciting experience, but it's been a big challenge for me to not lose my mind more than I have because I'm a routine person and I like certain things to be where they belong and to know where they are. And it just hasn't been like that. And because of that, I just lost access to a lot of rhythm. And a result of that, when you're not grounded, guess what? You are easily triggered. And so something that I've developed as a superpower to dealing with all of that is surrendering in order to regulate myself. So I thought it would be appropriate to come back and share exactly how I surrender and the concept of surrender I use and that I've been exercising when I'm stuck and in particular when I need to surrender and be released into sleep. There are some beautiful concepts out there on what it truly means to surrender. I've heard some different versions of what surrendering means, but honestly, some of them take some emotional strength. And sometimes when you are experiencing the frustration of insomnia or the challenge of life, arriving to a certain level of wisdom or looking at something philosophically just isn't feasible. The last thing you feel like doing when you are frustrated and tired is outsmart yourself to see a different perspective. So it helps first to understand why surrendering is even a good idea in the first place. When you feel an emotional stimulus to a particular event or situation, the trigger you experience may seem obvious. A, like exhibit A, is clearly causing B. So 
if I can just surrender to A, then B will fix itself. But when you try that, when you surrender to A and it doesn't fix B, what has happened is that the emotional stimulus has activated a deeper, more subconscious trigger from an event that you pretty much don't even have access to anymore. The trigger and response have happened over and over again and evolved into how you now see the world. And so there's this lineage of triggers and responses that have now formed how you generally respond to things. And this is one reason why discovering what an underlying issue is can be helpful. It's informative, but it isn't necessarily a magical fix. I have spent my entire life desperately pleading with the divine, with anybody, with, with my dog, like anybody who might have some information as to what is quote unquote wrong with me, right? Uh, somebody please tell me what happened. I just need to know. I just need to know. I've always felt like I absolutely had to know what was at the origin of the trigger that led to me being an insomniac for so many years. But one thing that I learned over the last few years and that I've finally given into is not needing to know what that thing was. If I find out, that's fine. But if I don't, that's also fine. Because I have experienced and can tell you that this is the case for me anyhow, but I believe it's a case for you, that you don't need to heal the underlying cause of anything in order to surrender and deactivate the trigger pathways that have the ability to destabilize you. Instead of knowing the underlying cause, what you can do is become aware of your tendencies. What are the thoughts that you tend to form when events trigger you? What are the conclusions you tend to make? What are the roles that you tend to accidentally slip into in your life? Those are the things to ultimately surrender to. When you just surrender to a situation or circumstance outside of yourself, then surrendering feels incomplete. It feels hard. And it can feel disempowering and inconsequential because there is no connection to the root of your experience. But when you can surrender to your tendencies, now you are relating to the root, to the origin of your trigger, even though you don't remember the particular experience that triggered you. There is a tendency muscle that has been flexing over and over again in response to every emotional trigger. So when you can understand the tendency and surrender to the tendency, yes, you aren't surrendering to the original trigger, but you're forming a new muscle to replace the muscle that was built by that original trigger. And so you're building new emotional patterns. It's not about surrendering to what's happened but surrendering to what the event has caused you 
to do over time. So I want to look at surrendering as a two-part process where you first surrender to an actual person, place, or thing, to an actual antagonist, and then surrender to the tendency, which looks something like me surrendering to this situation, and then me surrendering from thinking a certain thing, feeling a certain thing, or assuming a certain thing. The tendency is the thing that is actively being played out in your mind and in your body in the present moment. It's the original survival mechanism that has been strengthened over time and developed into whatever you're experiencing now. Most people try to surrender to the antagonist, right? If, if something happens and this particular event triggered you, you might try to surrender to that situation and say, okay, I give in, I surrender to you. And then that doesn't feel so good because you are still entangled with the trigger. Energetically, you're entangled with the trigger while you are exercising the same tendencies in your head. A beautiful demonstration of what surrendering could look like can be made when looking at the Coyote and Roadrunner cartoon. I always felt like Wiley Coyote trying to catch the Roadrunner when I would try to catch a night of sleep. Before I go forward, I'm assuming everyone is familiar with this cartoon. So if you're not, I'll just fill you in real quick. There's this coyote who really wants to catch this roadrunner and comes up with every trick in the book and always fails, right? So Mr. Wiley Coyote is so determined to catch the roadrunner like I used to be determined to catch a night of sleep or like maybe... You've been determined to catch a night of sleep or just determined to hold a thought and an event in your mind and in your body. The roadrunner is the most immediate source of the coyote's pain and frustration. The roadrunner is the antagonist. So one way of him surrendering to the roadrunner is to stop trying to catch him. Right? No more painting signs to look like there's a road when there really isn't. No more putting dynamite under cornmeal. None of that, none of that silly stuff. He would just take step one in surrendering and surrender to the roadrunner. And this is the type of surrendering that many of us usually try to do that can feel difficult. If the coyote surrenders to the roadrunner, he will still be bonded or entangled with the roadrunner. And the roadrunner will still be in his energy field. And therefore, he's going to feel unsettled because his tendencies will continue. At this point, it's bigger than the roadrunner. And it probably was never actually about the roadrunner. It's always been about the coyote. 
surrendering to the roadrunner isn't going to heal or satisfy the coyote long term. Just like catching, like actually catching the roadrunner and doing whatever it wants to do with it wouldn't heal or satisfy the coyote. Without healing the tendency, his tendencies would just lead him to need to catch a rabbit or another roadrunner or, or something else. But if he were to also surrender from all of his tendencies, he will also surrender to any antagonist, past, present, and future, because tendencies never change until they do. And surrendering is a way of changing a tendency, right? It's a way of updating your tendencies. So it's never really the antagonist causing a problem. It's what we tend to do in response to the antagonist. For the coyote to truly surrender to the roadrunner, that would look like him first saying, okay, that's it. I surrender to you, roadrunner. You really fast bird that I have never been able to catch. No matter how many tricks I pull, I'm just, you, you got me, right? I'm done with you. I surrender. And if he did that, he'd be halfway done. But if he were to take it a step further and also say, I surrender from thinking there is only one roadrunner in the desert. And I surrender from thinking that roadrunner is the only kind of food I can eat. And I surrender from needing to be smarter than the roadrunner. Now, he would experience surrendering in a more complete way and be released from his tendencies. The funny thing about tendencies, too, is that in our own eyes, this is where we can, when we discover our tendencies, this is where we can often see how overblown or out of proportion our tendencies are. They are real at the subconscious level. But once we can dig those out and bring them to, the, to our conscious awareness, a clearer reality sets in. So tendencies aren't bad things. They are usually just exaggerated conclusions that we've been conditioned to make to prevent the reoccurrence of certain pains in order for our survival. Surrendering, of course, applies to any circumstance, any time of day. So this will help you release towards sleep, but surrendering to and from something is a skill that can be practiced anytime and something that, that I've just used endlessly to create flow where flow is needed. And I, I've found that there is practically always something that I can surrender to and from. And so that's the concept here is that there's something, always something pretty much that you can surrender to and surrender from. You surrender to the antagonist and then you surrender from the tendency, which is what gets the antagonist out of your energy field and then releases you. I might be cooking a meal for somebody and enjoy the experience more Sometimes I get a little nervous, right? I put a lot of pressure on myself when I cook for people. So in that situation, it would help to surrender to the outcome of the meal. 
Step one, I surrender to this meal being good or bad or somewhere in between. And then I can surrender from me needing them to like the food so that they will think more positively of me. And when I realize that I'm, I'm stuck in that cycle of thinking, yeah, it sounds silly to me that this person is, is going to judge like who I am as a person based on how my taquitos came out. You know, it's kind of silly. So if you really pay attention, surrendering like this is available to you all the time. And the cool thing is, is that it's always going to feel good to uncover a tendency that is secretly operating in the background. If you can practice this during the day, whenever you feel out of flow, whenever you're feeling tense, just pause and ask yourself what you can surrender to and from. You will develop the second nature muscle memory for how to release through surrender in a nighttime routine. You'll, over time, become aware of what has you locked in place and what you need to release from. So what you have to surrender to and then surrender from is for you to feel into. Just kind of play with that, experiment with that. You might need to surrender to trying really hard to fall asleep and surrender from worrying about how awful tomorrow is going to be if you don't sleep, which is definitely not a silly thing necessarily. And that may even be the antagonist surrendering to thinking tomorrow is going to be awful and perhaps surrendering from thinking that because tomorrow is awful, I'll never be able to recover from that. Or it could have nothing to do with sleep, as oftentimes it doesn't. I surrender to you, Instagram. I surrender from thinking I will miss out on something entertaining if I turn off my phone. I surrender from you needing to love this concept of surrender so much that it changes the way you sleep forever. Therefore, I feel validated as a sleep coach. I surrender from that, but I don't surrender from hoping that your sleep changes forever in a good way. This feels good to connect with you in this way again. And if you've never heard me say this, the intention of these episodes is not for you to really understand something with your brain, but just kind of understand it with your body. I'm inviting you to have some faith that whether or not it makes sense to you at any point, that it is making sense to a deeper part of you. If you are interested in trying this, please let me know what your experience of this is. And until then, have great sleep. I'm really excited to tell you about the Freedom from Insomnia membership platform. Membership communities are becoming more and more popular, and there are many reasons why. Mainly, though, it feels nice to be part of a like-minded community that understands and supports you. And in your case, if you are struggling with insomnia and have been for quite some time, you know it's not easy to be understood and therefore really feel supported, even though people mean well. You and I are definitely part of a niche community. For so long, I thought I was the only one experiencing insomnia the way I was, especially before social media. And then I started sharing my story and I realized that my struggles were common 
almost to the T. There were other people just like me and what we needed to sleep was very similar. It's something I wish I had realized earlier in my journey because then I would have understood sooner that I was just human and I was also designed to overcome my insomnia. That's why fellow sleep coach Beth Wyatt and myself created Freedom from Insomnia. It's a community where you can be supported and understood, where you can ease into your insomnia transformation, but also feel confident that you are on the right path and taking meaningful steps. In this membership community, you will learn the steps in the art of falling asleep as we cheer you on and support you along the way, through the wins or even the challenges, because the reality is that's the delicate balance of insomnia transformation. That's why coaching and community are so important, because sometimes, even when things aren't going well, you need to be reminded that you are on the right track. We want to help you stay grounded through the transformation process. And while you're there, make some friends and have some fun. All for what I truly feel are very fair-priced membership options. Please visit freedomfrominsomnia.com for more details or to sign up.